The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. Proudly made in the USA, customizable SeaDeck no-skid traction is non-absorbent, closed-cell EVA specifically formulated for the marine industry. For a free sample and more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. And now, it's showtime. the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast, with the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 79 of the Golden Mike Podcast. I'm the one-time Wake Award winner, Daniel Lomano, recording down south here in Windermere, Florida from my island studio boathouse. And now it's time for some audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Boulder Boats, now three locations on the southwest and west coast, U.S., Nevada, Arizona, and California. Both Malibu and Axis boats are available at all shops now, plus they have a deep stock of previously loved pleasure or performance inboard boats, so something for all price ranges and levels. Like Boulder Boats on Facebook and check out boulderboats.com for locations, inventory, and events. Today again is episode number 79, and my guest, he's a good pal of mine, the Italian stallion himself, slalom ski athlete, past world champion, pro tour champion, masters champion, Mumo masters champion, Malibu Open champion, and a champion of champions, T-Gas, Thomas T-Gas Paris. Uh, Thomas is an awesome, awesome dude. I actually recorded with him super early on while recording podcast episodes, but the audio uh, wasn't really usable. I, maybe there was a little bit, but bad cords, bad equipment, whatever. Anyways, I got with T-Gas uh, just uh, about a month ago. It was like right before Wakeboard Worlds. He was in town. It was right after the Malibu Open. Unfortunately, it was canceled up in Wisconsin. So he was back in Florida for about a week. Thomas spends the majority of his summer, or our summer here in the U.S., his summer in Italy. Um, and then, of course, he spends his winters here in Orlando, Florida, he's got his own water ski school, which is where we're recording this episode from inside of his Malibu TXI. So you can hear some chirping of the bugs and the blowing of the wind and whatnot out there. Um, I was, like I said, man, I'm really excited. He's a good friend of mine. He's really respected by all the wakeboarders, by all the boys. And uh, it's always fun to get a rip behind Thomas's boat. I skied with him a couple of times while he was in town. So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you also liked the Sean O'Brien episode that I released earlier this month. We had Surf Expo right around the same time that episode dropped. It was only Thursday. It was supposed to be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but we had the hurricane blowing in. It was scaring everybody, so they had to cut the expo short. Uh, fortunately for me, I still got to do what I was in town to do, even though I live here, but I was there to host the Wakeboarding Hall of Fame Awards. That was Thursday morning at 10 a.m. inside the Alliance Wake booth. 
uh, was great. Uh, Scott Byerly was inducted this year. Bill McCaffrey from Alliance Wake. Pat Michelini. Sonia Scheffler. Weineker. I want to have her on for a full episode. It was awesome chatting with her. And you guys are actually going to get to hear I recorded a full episode from the Wakeboarding Hall of Fame Awards with a majority of the inductees. Uh, and I also got some audio from the show. So hopefully it all comes out. We'll see what Richie Rich does with it all. Uh, the Wake Awards were that night as well. Luckily, the Wake Awards didn't get canceled. It was my six-year hosting. We did another awesome video. They had this skit where it was between me and Bob Sovin for who's going to host the show. And I came out and did some of my WWE moves. And I was like, no way, I'm back up here. Blah, blah, blah. Wake Awards starts. Great show. I was super surprised. All of a sudden, in the middle of the show, Kevin Michael, a longtime mentor of mine, you know he's been on the podcast before, Chris Bischoff, who's a guy who gave me an opportunity. He runs the Pro Tour. He runs uh, so many of the events over the years, and Bish is one of those guys, along with Sean Dishman, who gave me an opportunity early in my career, and they still hire me for events today, but Kevco and Bish, they presented the Golden Mike Award to me. It was a big surprise, and I gave a big speech in front of the crowd. I don't know what I... Just a lot of stuff coming out of my mouth. People were like, great speech. Were you prepared? And, was, and I wasn't prepared. I, I had no idea, and I was blown away. And I, I don't do it for the awards, but no doubt it, it felt really cool. My good friend Eric Ruck, my girlfriend, was there. Ruck caught the whole thing on camera, and then we all hung out. Hurricane Irma blew into town. You know, I live in this boathouse, and probably not the safest place to be in a hurricane, and they were scaring a lot of people leaving town. We're in central Florida, so we decided to stay. Just wanted a, uh, a safe place to do that at. So Eric Ruck and his wife, Joy, they offered me and my girlfriend a spot to stay. We stayed with them. And, you know, I was lucky enough I didn't lose power over here at the Boathouse Studio. I didn't lose internet. But the Rucks, they lost power for about four or five days. And so so many other people lost so much. So I feel so bad for everybody. But, um, you know, for us up here in Orlando, I think the hurricane could have been a whole heck of a lot worse. Luckily, we were all prepared. I believe we were prepared at least. It was hectic, though. I talked about it in the last episode. Anyways, I flew to Japan for the final stop of the WWA's Wakeboard World Series, the final stop of the Malibu Boats Evolution Pro Series, and another huge storm. We're flying into a typhoon, but we ended up getting there. So beautiful in Japan. Uh, it was great. The Lake Biwa Pro, it was, it was a really fun event. Unfortunately, the finals didn't get run because the conditions were just so blown out with the hurricane. You know, you... you you can never really know what Mother Nature is going to do, and this is the world of events. And as much as you always want to be prepared, sometimes there's nothing you can do. And so, unfortunately, there was no final to Lake Biwa Pro. We were still able to do the final, the overall, for the Wakeboard World Series as well as the Evolution Pro Series. Nicola Butler took her third Evolution Pro overall finals championship win. Nick Rappa taking his first major overall title there. In the Wakeboard World Series, it was Taylor McCullough, young lady from my home state, Illinois, uh, along with Harley Clifford, who took the overall on the Wakeboard World Series. Okay, so I've got the gravel tour with Performance Ski and Surf, the finals coming up this weekend, guys. And then Wake Park Worlds following weekend in Philippines. So I'm going to be traveling back all the way across the world to Asia. 
then a little bit of a break and hopefully I can start focusing more on the podcast and doing some more giveaways and whatnot. But before I do move on any further, I want to remind you the Golden Mike podcast is brought to you for free twice monthly on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Find us and listen on demand anytime, wherever it is that you do your podcast, listening online at noiseofthenorth.com, on soundcloud.com. Also, the Golden Mike podcast is on iTunes. Every episode is available, so be sure to search the Golden Mike podcast right there on iTunes or the podcast app on your iPhone. Hit subscribe, then click the middle button. Rate and review the show. If you have an Android device, download just about any podcast listening app and just search the Golden Mike podcast and subscribe right there. If you have any issues at all, email me, guys. I'm easy to get a hold of or find me on the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. To keep this podcast no charge to you, the listeners, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, GoPuck, Malibu Boats, Rockstar Energy, C4 Belts, Conley Wake, Lead Wake, Ronix, O'Brien, and Slingshot. Be sure to follow me on social media, Instagram at DanoTMano, on Twitter at the Dano Timano and at the Golden underscore Mike. And be sure to like the Golden Mike podcast on Facebook. You can always reach me through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. And now on to today's audio montage, which is from the 2017 Nautique Boats WWA Wake Park Nationals and is brought to you by SeaDeck Marine Products. Have a certified SeaDeck fabricator and installer take a look at your boat this fall and have your boat outfitted with some custom SeaDeck. Go to SeaDeck.com, look up your nearest fabricator for a quote today. Now have a listen and then I'll be back with T-Gas Thomas de Gasperi right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. <laughs> Blake Hess, the founder of the National Points Chase, of course, merged together with the Nautique WWA Wake Park Nationals. Uh, it's just unreal with so many parks and so many entries here, and, and to see these kids just grow year after year. It's the eighth year of the uh, Points Chase and the National Championship, and, and the team aspect of it, the individuals having both features and traditional cable, so many great things going on. It's just great to watch these kids and the smiles on their faces. Hey, my name is Zach Montez. I'm from New Braunfels, Texas, and I just won Groms at the Wake Park Nationals. Hey, my name is Finn Bullock. I'm 12 years old. I ride for Shark Wake Park, and I just won the 10 to 14 boys at Nationals and BSR. Hi, my name is Reagan Hills. I ride out at TSR in New Braunfels, and uh, I won first place Junior Men Wake Park Nationals at BSR. I'm Kobe Armour. I'm 16. I'm from Terminus Wake Park, and I just now won the Intermediate Division. My name is Nick Bowers. I ride at Texas Ski Ranch in New Braunfels, and I just took first in advance at BSR Wake Nationals. Hi, my name is Taylor Oxford. I'm 18 years old, and I just won the 2017 WWA Wake Park Nationals for Open Women. My name is Bruno. I have a 22 years old. I'm from Brazil, and I win the Open Men's Wake Park Nationals. Matty Bass, 26 years old from South Africa, got third place at American Nationals, so that's kind of cool. Super fun, super stoked, that was a good event, so yeah. What's up, I'm Andrew Pastura, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, just wrapped up the BSR Wake Park Nationals out here. Ended up getting second place. Um, I don't know, it was just a fun little event. All around good time. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Anna Nickstad from Houston, Texas. We're out here at BSR Cable Park for the Wake Park Nationals. 
I just took the win for Pro Women's Features and I'm super excited about it. Good group of people that always come out for these events and um, blue skies, it's been great. Hey, I'm Bossy Dunn, I'm from Australia. Came first in traditional and second in features here at the US Nationals. One of the biggest events I've ever been to. So many riders, so much progression. The finals were absolutely insane today, so thanks to everyone for helping out. Hey, this is Team OWC, and we just took first place at Wake Park Nationals. Woo! What's up, guys? Gunther Oka here. I'm stoked to announce I am your 2017 national men's professional champion along with 2017 nationals traditional pro men's second place runner-up it was an amazing event out here huge thanks to the wwa dano bsr cable park for hosting us and all the people who came out they made this event so massive and so special and cannot wait for next year yo what's up i'm nick taylor we're out here at the wwa wake park national championships in waco texas just battled my way through a couple of super heavy stacked rounds of wake skate action. Walked away with the biggest screaming eagle of them all. First place, I was psyched. Yeah, no, it was a cool event. Stoked to be part of it. Stoked uh, everybody came out to support us and can't wait for the next one. Megan Atville here at Wake Park Nationals. You know, I had such a fun time competing in finals this weekend. I mean, this is my first uh, cable contest back since I've been back on the water. Um, all the girls threw down. I was able to do a heel seven and a back five, and kind of my first time really hitting kickers. So overall, I'm just like really pumped with how I did and how this weekend turned out. Andrew Pastor, one of the pro wake skaters out here. It was just a cool turnout. Like didn't really expect um, as many of the guys to show up. A couple of Texas homies and um, just Nick and Maddie and Colin Haas and all the boys are out there just shredding. Um, it's good good conditions and I don't know, it's a cool place to ride so it turned out to be a good day. One of the competitors out here at Wake Park Nationals, one of the judges here at Wake Park Nationals, Jake Plot. Yeah man, it was insane, you know, there were so many riders from all around the country and in the pro divisions all around the world just here killing it. And it was really cool to see, you know, all the kids from the beginner division and the Groms and everybody up to the pro level killing it all weekend long. The competition was more intense than I've ever seen before. It was insane, the biggest contest ever and yeah, it was really cool to watch. Colin Harrington, level of riding was absolutely unreal. Are there any standout moments today? Uh, the consistency of the pro men features is pretty insane. One guy will go into a back 10 off the kicker, and the next guy behind him will go do the same thing. And then the next guy will go do the same thing. So it's, it's kind of mind-blowing how, how the level is really. South African wake skate athlete, Maddie Advisor. Super cool to be down here. I mean, it's always cool coming here and just seeing how, no matter where you are in the world, the wake community is just so close and everyone just kind of like gets together and gets things done. The contests, I mean, a lot of people are like anti-pro contests and stuff, but I think it's just such a cool thing to come around and just meet new people in the sport, have fun with it, and um, yeah, definitely looking forward to more of these and just good times. Nick Taylor, how does it feel to take home the first place this weekend? Super crazy weekend. Everybody was absolutely killing it, you know. Every time I looked up on the water, somebody was just blasting off something that we hadn't seen yet. Doing it right here in the good old USA, how does this one compare? Oh, it's so cool, you know, doing it for doing it for a home country crowd. As far as, you know, where this fits in with other contests I've done, it's just, uh, I don't know, it feels, feels like I'm just kind of rounding it out by adding one more to the uh, trophy show. National Wake Park champion in the Features Division, taking your first Features Pro W here. Gunther, I know things didn't go exactly how you wanted it to in traditional. You still crushed it out there. Talk about this weekend. Talk about both traditional and features and how it feels to be national champ. 
it was an absolute battle the whole entire time. There was not an easy heat out there. Had to do the qualifying and then working my way through quarters, semis, and then into finals. And man, I don't think we've ever seen a level of riding this high before. And so to come away with the win was just insane. I'm, I'm blown away right now. I got to give mad props though to Mr. Busty Dunn. That dude was hot on my tail. I was hot on his the entire time. And it was just kind of a back and forth battle. And man, so stoked for him and all the other Europeans and Americans who came out and showed their hand. And it was a good weekend. Hey everyone, Boulder Boats is an amazing sponsor of the podcast and I wanted to take a quick moment to talk a little bit about them. If you're located in the Southwest U.S., Boulder Boats is your Malibu and Axis Wake Research Boats connection with locations just outside of Las Vegas, Nevada and Phoenix, Arizona. Boulder Boats has recently opened up their newest location, this time in California, and they offer amazing services and the country's deepest inventory of previously loved, slightly used boats. Find out more about Boulder Boats in all three locations online at boulderboats.com again that's boulderboats.com presented by sea deck marine products it's the golden mike podcast with the noise of the north dano the mano we're sitting in your malibu txi right now out here on your lake uh, it's, it's gorgeous out here. Uh, tell, talk a little bit about the ski school. Um, I started renting this place about five years ago, and I uh, was always trying to buy it, but um, the owner would not let me buy it because he thought that his kids would want to want it in the future, and uh, he held on to it for a while, and then he finally gave in to me, and uh, last uh Last March, February or March, yeah, he decided to sell it to me. But you don't actually live in the house. No, I have uh, my own house uh, about five, ten minutes away from here, which is perfect because once I'm done here, I can, you know, I can give privacy to the other guys, and also it gives me an opportunity to go home and reset my brain and 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 change a little bit scenario from the all day, every day lake scenario. It's kind of like you're from. A dream house. I've seen some of the photos from where you're really from. You're from Italy. Yeah, the place where I grew up. It's it's definitely my top one place where where I will go and and live. But um, you know, the summers are great there. But in the winter, we don't have you know climate conditions that will allow me to train. So as for now, um, you know, I'm I'm coming here in the winter and spend the summers there. But definitely that place. It's where my heart is, where my family is, where where my friends are, and that's where I grew up. So home is home. So where is home? Tell, tell like tell me like a little bit about where you're from. You're from Trento. Trento, Italy. Yes, that's in the north part of Italy, like very close to the Austrian border, so northeast of Italy. Um, there's this natural lake just outside the city of Trento. Uh, where I grew up and uh, my dad um, back in the days he was a teacher of physics in high school and his friend was uh, um, his friend was running ski school and then uh, he decided he asked my dad if he could help him during the summer because my dad was off because school was off so he started doing both jobs for a while but then he fell in love with water skiing and coaching and I think he applied a little bit the physics that he studies back in the day to coaching um, and then in the old days you could retire pretty much whenever you wanted to and so you retire early and decided to just do ski school your ski school sometimes i feel like people think it's just for like hardcore slalom skiers no 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 that's 
it's also like in Italy, like you know, like here I try to like kind of bring what what I do in Italy, like which is eighty percent of the people doesn't even know how to stand up on the skis in Italy. Is that what you're getting here? You're getting more core people here. Yeah, it's mostly people that knows what to what they're doing and they have their own equipment. But we offer, you know, we have other equipment for 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 any kind of you know level, entry level or professional or whatever you like. But um, yeah, people just think that here is just for the people for for who whoever knows what they're doing and but I, I actually enjoy a lot a lot too uh coaching somebody to never you know ski behind the boat obviously the golden mike podcast we mostly have wakeboarders on here yep. so a lot of people may have never heard of you so let's get the story of how you got into water skiing and then how like who you are within mm-hmm. the water ski stuff so let's break it down like like when did you start where did you start so yeah, my dad, my father was, my parents were running the ski school in Italy. And when uh, I was there every day as a kid, and when I was five, my dad asked me to, you know, to to try if I wanted to. And I said, sure, I'll try. And then I think from that day, you know, a new passion was born in, in me. And, and I don't think it's never going to die. And then from there, it started as a, you know, just a, a fun activity to do. And then slowly some results start coming and European championships. And okay, how do you get introduced into competition though? And like, how old are you? Because I, for I think, me, I did show skiing. I had no clue that there was a such thing about. The well, in, in Italy, what well, we they do have a Mickey Mouse trophy, which is sponsored by Disney. So it's all the kids that they come from all around the country that, and uh, they, they just ski. They don't have to run a course. They can just, going in and out of the wakes and some go through the course there's more advanced skiers but they have tricking it's it's just a fun it's just a fun two three days for kids that get together and 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 share what they like and and mostly become more friends with with each other okay so ts uh when did you first start competing well i think my first mickey mouse trophy was when i was seven or eight and then but it yeah. I like, was, what about like seriously? Like, like I think nine, nineteen ninety five or six when I went to the junior or European championships and I won my first title. How do you get introduced to all that? Uh, it's based by scoring. So you start doing small tournaments like regionals and and then nationals and stuff like that. And then once you start, like the federation has a team captain and then they start seeing you and then they 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 do a team for the Europeans and worlds juniors and so forth. So junior, like junior Europeans in 1996 or something, and I won my first title. And then I kind of had a couple of years where I didn't do so well, but then I think the breaking point was in 2001 and 2002, where in um, 2001, I, I went to the uh, under 21 European Championships. And uh, two weeks later, there was the World Championships, the Open World Championships. And I was still a kid. I mean, I was 19 or 20. And the coach said, if you win this one, just five minutes before the finals, if you win this one, I'll bring you to the world. So this was a test for me because he said, if he can't handle this this kind of pressure, then he can handle the world pressure. And so I did. And I won that under-21 Europeans. He took me to the world. I was the, one of the youngest one competing in Italy. And I got fourth. So after that year in 2001, the following year, I won the under-21 European Championships and the Open Division. And I think that one... That was the breaking point for me where that same year I got an uh, offer of scholarship at University of Louisiana Monroe because they had a very good program for water skiing because they, they won so many uh, national titles as school. And uh, so I talked to my parents. I was uh, 
you know, I couldn't speak English very well. And uh, I was like, should I go? Should I not go? Leave my family behind, leave my friends behind, start, you know, start fresh. I didn't know how the school system was. And uh, so it was a little hard for me to go, but I'm glad I did it because I think it made me grow up more as a man because, you know, I had to like take care of myself and any problems was just myself and not having the parents. They were on the other side of the world. So, and then from there, I started doing like some pro tournaments and, and, and other tournaments like so, that. So when did you start coming over to the States? What, like around what year? 2002. And was that like the first time you ever, ever. came to America? Yeah. So basically, you ended up going to that world tournament in 2001, and that just opened up all of these doors for you. Yeah, I started having some sponsorships, so I felt like I had to continue because also the sponsorship invested in me. So... Yes, I was still in school. Yes, I was still studying and I couldn't do it like 12 months of the year, but I was still, my main focus over the summer was skiing, you know? Okay, so like talk a little bit about like a collegiate tournament versus a pro tournament. And especially maybe back in those days, because I don't know if it's changed at all. Uh, no, I heard it's still pretty good. But um, yeah, so let's say a regional or something like that, you go and and everybody's trying to like, you know, you try always to give your best no matter what tournament it is, but it was more mellow like everybody were like allowed to drink on site not us but other teams and but yeah no it was definitely a fun party fun time and i met a lot of cool people and um, and at night usually they always had parties in the hotel because there was like the host hotel and it was always fun uh, I, I i enjoyed it very much and uh, but going to a collegiate contest was also pretty much going to like a future legends contest like there's a lot of guys that are like that were pro or oh yeah like back then it was like me me and Will Asher or he was at the University of Lafayette Louisiana Lafayette so he was our competitor for the title and me and Will you know we've been battling each other for for a while now so you guys battled in the collegiate side oh even no we started when we were 14 wow yeah in fact at my house in Italy all I have a wall where all the pictures of European and World Junior Championships where me and Will on the podium and you can see like every picture each year you see us growing up. So that's, me first, he's second, he's first, I'm second. It's pretty cool. That's. I was actually going to ask you, um, through like your years in skiing, so you obviously kind of started getting serious about competition in your early teens, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, but then, then I think when... I, when I decided that this was gonna actually be my job and my life was gonna, it was around the end of the um, collegiate terms. So when I was about to graduate, I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna return to Italy and ski just three months of the year, or I'm just gonna try to go and do this thing right and maybe find a place in Florida and and ski all year and all winter. How do you, how do you like decide to do that? Because I mean, they're like, I know it's, tough for a lot of wakeboarders and the slalom ski the slalom ski uh, demographic has got to be smaller so like how how does a slalom skier sustain make it? <laughs> yeah make it um well i think um i was pretty blessed on always trying to look outside the box a little bit you know because yes i have uh, several titles you know i won two world titles i have i don't know like 20 pro tour victories and i don't know 50 pro podiums or something but I think the the thing that made me succeed and 
and get out a little bit outside the box compared to everybody else. I, I try to look at companies and talk to companies and get involved with people that is outside our community. So, for example, I was sponsored by um, a energy drink that was had nothing to do with water skiing. Never even heard of it. Maybe you know. Not even wakeboarding. Not even wakeboarding, and. Uh, I have a I have a clothing company that has nothing to do with water skiing. You know that they well, sponsor Well, you were me. you were on you you were up for that five hour energy drink. You were on a commercial that like aired during the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it was air like yeah, it was air about twenty thousand times in in two three months, and they they estimated about forty million viewers. So like, what did that do for you? I mean, I got a lot of text. <laughs> no, it definitely helps in your resume. Um, you know, I was also uh, a competitor at Dancing with the Stars in Italy. You know, I was on TV for, for three months in primetime TV show in Italy. And, you know, is I was always trying to, like, go outside and, and find something else. And I, I'm always looking for, for for more people to get involved with us, you know. And I think running my ski club and giving a lesson and, and keeping my my sponsor happy and my winnings and and i think it, it's good for me you know it sounds like you work so hard you know to to keep your name up there and you've been very lucky because i feel like in the toad water sports community you are one of the only slalom skiers that like the wakeboard guys know about you know and and i i don't know how much that means to you or how much that means in general oh a lot for sure but I mean, what do you think needs to happen to kind of gain some more exposure towards the water ski stuff, you know? Well, when I started doing the the Pro Tour back in 2003, 2004, there was a lot more events where water ski and wakeboard were combined in the same event, same venue, same weekend. And I think that was pretty cool. I mean, I remember you going to the Malibu Open in Belacqua, Sacramento, where I'm going next weekend. And... Uh, there was wakeboarding and water skiing, and there was tons of people there, tons of people. And it was cool because we were all hanging out together. And I think at the end of the day, we all love what we're doing, different or similar can, that it is. And I think if we can start having more thing combined, it, it will help everybody. You know? No doubt, and I'm sure that all skiers agree on some level to that and wakeboarders probably just doesn't matter if it's an event it's an event you know if there's a good prize money i'm sure the wakeboard people will show up there yeah but, but same for us um like it, i mean don't you think it would help if maybe everybody kind of started communicating a little bit better and getting together more often and oh yeah i i, I had people you know i have a few pro wakeboarders here with you and and my lake skiing or wakeboarding or tricking or surfing or whatever whatever it is and i think it's great i mean I, we all here in orlando in our orlando area we're so close and i keep keep up with my friends that i that i know like let's say chad i sometimes like chad, sharp. chad sharp i text him how you doing masi you know i'm, I'm he's italian so of course he's uh, i have a little bit uh more interested in him because i try to help him and i want him to do good but I'm, I'm happy to meet everybody, and I'm happy. I know that you are, but I feel like I feel like more wakeboarders are probably more interested in water skiing than like water skiers are interested in wakeboarding. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. And I well, where does that come from? And like, why hasn't it changed yet? You know, where like why does it stick like that? Because I, 
I will go to events and younger people will be like, oh, I didn't even watch. Like, Masters, to give you an example. I talked to a handful of skiers, and a lot of skiers, um, and I would say the good majority of them are totally cool with it or whatever, but they're not even watching the wake skating. They could care less. What Brian Grubb is doing on a wake skate and Reed Hansen. And oh, yeah, I saw like, him. This yeah. is impressive. Yeah. And, like, and the wakeboarding. But you know what? It's funny thing that they all look at, they all watch us. I don't know because it's scheduling or or not. The wakeboarders watch you, you always, and then I'm like, this is so cool. So I stay there and watch, unless I'm I have a bad back, like it happened the last not this year, but two three years before. Um, yeah, so I I think they they bring us respect, and I think we should show them a little more more respect, you know. Yeah, I, I honestly think like if we could get the two communities back together in, in a way, and I think that not every single event has to be ski. No, no, not all of them, but I think it will help if we start. That's that's a good start of sure. ha- start having more relationship between us. You know, if, if we have to hang out together, I mean, sooner or later, you're going to exchange words with somebody. Well, you, know? you go like, to the Malibu shoot, you go to the Malibu shoot, and you're oh, hanging yeah. out with the wakeboarders, the wake skaters, yeah. and the wake surfers. We always have a blast there. It's so fun, but and that's why that's why I like it so much because you get to, you. you I want to learn their world, you know. I want to learn their experience. I want to learn why it's so hard that trick compares to another one. Why, I don't know anything. Like you know, why that boat is better. Why I want to learn, and, right. and I'm I'm always been interested of knowing more as far as you know. Same thing as a sponsor. I always want to more. I want I want to go out. I want to I want to find people. I want to get people involved with this. Have you always had that like mentality where you were cool with the wakeboarders, or was there ever a time oh, yeah. where you were kind of like, oh, wakeboard guys? No, never. Come Abs- on, a little bit. Never. But you used you to know a, why you know but why you used to have a little bit of a different impression on who the wakeboard guys were a little bit like I, you you must have coming in from Italy and being straight into the scene and coming in especially in those early days too like early two thousands when there was it seemed like there was so much more animosity between the to be honest no always never had a problem with them why right I mean that's what my I've always felt the same way it's know? like me saying hey I hate snow ski skiers you know why you know they do what they love no 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 absolutely not i always have to actually i always looked up to them how do you say look up look up yeah to, look yeah up exactly to them. yeah and i want to meet all of them i want to i want to talk to all of them i would like to like hang out with all of them you know yeah i um same as water skiers but sometimes with water skiers it's a little harder what well what's what do you is it like are they like too nervous are people like too nervous to come and say what's up or something like that you know what i mean well i always you know i always told everybody my lake is open to to anyone to come here and ski you know everybody can come here and ski anybody can come try the boat the lake whatever they want to do you know and uh few few came around right but it's i think there's there's just too much rivalry you know like i'm like relax okay understand to be rivals and not enemies but me against you in the water but once the tournament is over let's go have a beer yeah sure well you know? i mean i guess like even in the lake i guess it's a little hard with you because like you have these private settings and stuff but you know out in california where there's or even open lakes here in orlando where there's a wakeboard boat and a slalom boat and they're fighting over the water and stuff yeah but even that like even that i i found that if they are at the end of the day they have to get along you know so i heard that there's some wakeboarders and some water skiers in the same lake but i mean if they're civil 
Everything's sure. gonna be fine, you know. It, you want to go out? Go out. I'll go in in half an hour. Yeah, it's. I mean, on paper, yeah, obviously to you and me, it sounds easy. I understand. I understand. <laughs> right for sure. Uh, yeah, so your thoughts on free skiing versus <laughs> um, free skiing versus what you pretty much do? It's traditional skiing. I mean, do you ever free ski? I do for the Malibu photo shoot. <laughs> no, I do sometimes uh, for endurance, especially in Italy because I have so much lake, you know, and so much space. Here is a little hard to to go uh, free skiing. What's the difference between what's the difference between what what you normally do or what you train for in free skiing? Um, Just for for rhythm. people for people like listening. Rhythm. Know? I would say rhythm, because in the course you have a set you know of buoys that you have to go around it uh free skiing you can be a little more flexible as far as timing um you can take longer turns you can pull longer you can go wider uh you don't have buoys that you have to focus on so the timing is a little different but i'll do it mostly for endurance and, and different workout quick break wanted to send a shout out to jeff mckee and the crew over there at slingshot wakeboards i was hooked up with the first version of their foil I'm loving it. It's an all-new challenge. It's different than anything I've ridden before. I personally like to run a long line at like 75, 80 feet, get behind the boat, about 11 miles an hour, and I like to just float up there. It's like riding a magic carpet. It's so much fun. Check out the all-new 2018 Slingshot Hover Glide Foil Wake Package right now at SlingshotSports.com. This is a toy everyone wants in the boat, no doubt. They've got an awesome video up. My boy Lewis Floyd's in it. Jeff McKee's in it. Check it out once again, SlingshotSports.com. And now let's get back to Thomas DeGasperi right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. What about the general public? Because mm -hmm. I feel like the reason why skiing doesn't get the, uh, as much love as I love skiing for is because the athletes are all super duper serious and only push straight traditional skiing. Um, I'm not saying you in general. No, no, no. I understand, but I think whole. what what um, what made a little bit water skiing kind of hide a little bit from the big public eye is that everybody's trying to find the perfect spot which means like a small mammoth lake or a hidden lake or something then not because they don't want people to see it because they don't want they want the perfect conditions so that if the wind comes up in a big lake then you're pretty much finished in a lake like mine it's a small lake it's hidden nobody sees it you know it's uh it's perfect all the time even or, bad conditions are still pretty good. yeah so it's not because they want to hide it but it, i think it's more like they want to be more exclusive on perfect conditions so they're able to train all the time um all right so sticking on like contest stuff mm -hmm. are you happy with the way contests are run these days uh generally yes yeah i think so is uh, there i mean Contests haven't changed in years, really, other than that the, the boats hold better speeds, better lines. No, they, they did change a little bit. They, they introduced, like, the head-to-heads, and, you know, they, they did uh, different formats, try to get people, try to let people understand better what's going on in the water, because if, if we're, in, like, let's say in Veterans Park and people just walk, walk by and they don't know what's going on, then if you see the head-to-head, -head, then maybe you understand. 
in traditional, you know, straight up format. Like, what are some of the good and some of the bad in contests these days? Well, I mean, if you do head to head and you get to the finals, you get to ski like four or five times a day. Is that good? Oh, it's good, but it's very tiring. Right. You know, because you don't just, it's adrenaline and then you ski your best all the time. And you have to ski your best all the time to get there. So, you know, they're trying to change it up. They're trying different formats and uh, different ways. And I think. Well, I know like Masters, they had a few like discrepancies over the past. I mean, this last year, the last two years, I think it was fine or something. But in Slalom, there was like a discrepancy at the end and where I don't really know. Like, I th- Oh, I understand what you're saying. Like the, uh, the results call? were, yeah, the judging call was like a bit Yeah, skewed. I think sometimes we're, we're too much in the hand of the judges. Uh, I mean, I'm, I think that you bring more people into the table, I think more, more more mess you can make so there's like too many judges yeah i think sometimes we don't need that many how many judges does it take to 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 judge a slalom contest one or two one in the boat game over how i mean how is it judged and how are they like how how do they make these how do mistakes happen well because you have different opinions and then they have to vote and they have to re-watch the video but i feel like slalom is pretty cut cut and dry you go through gates yeah well that, that's the most important thing like the gates some people think that you go through it some people don't because but frame by frame you can see if you really went through it so i think it's just sometimes especially for people that don't know what's going on they see somebody running more buoys they think oh that guy won but then the judges send you home and they're like okay what's going on you know and are the judges judging is always accurate you no. think uh, no no we're not robots everybody right. makes mistakes how come I, I noticed this at the Masters? But I don't think just in water skiing, in any sport. You know? Well, I mean, but in wakeboarding, it's judged subjectively. So, I, I mean, they're obviously, obviously you can't judge slalom buoys no. it's subjectively. But at a certain point, sometimes that gate becomes subjective to some, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, but... Because subjectively, Nate Smith was holding, like, another new world record for a while, right? And then he did, but, uh, did he get it? Did no, he, get he didn't it? get it. He didn't get it because the driver was not on the right path. So he was not going straight, they said. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, just so many variables. There are. So I think more people you bring to the table, more disagreement you create. So make it simple. One person in the boat or one person watching the video, game over. You got to stick with that. You, you know is it easier said than done though no so why are there it's so cheaper many- it will be cheaper right because you have to fly in so many judges it will be cheaper you would you know there is somebody that I know that is developing a new system for water skiing but I cannot say anything yet but if if that takes off then I think that will be a little bit of revolution in our sport and I think it could bring the sports in a different on a different level cool man hey what about the judge people up there i noticed that they're kind of like um i would say like from a few generations ago on the water like <laughs> trying to make water skiing looking bad I'm, man. Not, I'm, I'm really not i'm just saying <laughs> though like in wakeboarding know. in wakeboarding you still have guys that are yeah but wakeboarding is a couple that... of years ago that were competing in water skiing i'm I yeah but wakeboarding like, is a sport that is new so it's like it's like saying why in Australia they don't have like law, so many laws compared to Italy. Well, Australia is the new new world. 
you know in Italy we've been there forever so of course every year comes out a law about something because there's nothing else to invent you know so I mean I think it's easy to do a job and for many I think for many judges are it's it's a good way to take a little vacation sometimes too right <laughs> But they love it. They love the sport. They still love the sport. But do you see, like, foresee you're yourself? Do you like foresee yourself like jumping into a judge's position at any so. point ever? I don't think so. No, not right now. No, no, no. I know not like right now. But I mean, like, let's just. Well, I mean, if if one if, one if one day I will have kids that are gonna be around and and skiing and then maybe I'll, I'll become a driver for you know just for fun, or if if they need help, I'm always help happy to help. You sure. Know? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, like I said, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I like, I'm at the Masters. I notice like so many people are up there, and then like we, yeah. we for the wakeboard side of things, there's like six Easy. of us, you know. Yeah. Well, I think there's like six or eight for water skiing and in, in, in. But there's many, many more events. Well, there. I mean, there, there are many more up there, but not all of them are judges. Sure. Yeah. Of, quote unquote officials, right? Yeah. Well, whatever. Sure. Yeah, I don't go up there, so I just go there and ski. <laughs> hey, so through skiing, I know maybe some of these people you can't talk about. I don't know, but you you already mentioned you met like the president of Italy. Yeah. But you've also coached some like people. I know that like every year you go down to Miami and you spend mm -hmm. some time on a yacht and you coach a guy down there and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Some of the like most exotic places or people or that you've had the opportunity to coach you know experiences through like water well skiing. i think that this guy is definitely one of them. my what i mean the main the main uh different person let's say right that i coached you know it was a different experience totally a different world of where we live in <laughs> so like what are you doing you're staying on this yacht uh, you want me to stay on this yacht? No, maybe no. I always stay away. Like I give him his privacy. I went to the yacht and had dinner with him and a few times, and then he let me take the yacht before my parents' uh, lunch one time. Uh, parked, not moving the yacht. Was that you're driving that thing too? No, 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 no. There's like 57 people on board, <laughs> so yeah. So like what? So you you you're just working with this guy. He he. When he calls and he wants some private lessons, I go. Sure. Uh, he, you know, he. I went to England. I went to Spain with him. I went to France. I went to Miami. Uh, yeah, like it's it's I'm, a good it's I, a good life. Obviously, you have to keep the privacy. But is he like a musician or an actor? No, he's or not a musician. Like no? <laughs> he's not a musician or an artist. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, he's a no. He's a nice guy. He just wants his privacy, and you know, I think uh, at, at that level, it's understandable because sure. you have a lot of people that wants to a piece of the pie and. Uh, I don't think he trusts many people, which is, I agree with him, you know, and uh, apparently he, he liked me back then and uh, we're still friends. I had just dinner with him a month ago. I know you go to like Acapulco every year. Any any other like really exotic places to ski? Even though like obviously Italy is probably an amazing... <laughs> uh, well, as I said, I'm, I'm busy here in Orlando a lot and, uh, and in Italy and... Uh, um, yeah, Acapulco, it's, it's a good getaway for December, for January for me. It's it's a very nice place, a five-star villa, uh, beautiful place. And I enjoy going down there and meet every time new people and uh, get to coach them and just change a little bit of air. Dude, I know you're very humble about this, but I remember when you were on the Dancing with the Stars <laughs> Italy stuff, Yeah, you were kind of like, well, I think that's like when everybody in the industry i think 
on every end started taking notice of who you were. But like outside the industry, I'd heard stories that like you'd walk around Italy and people would be like, "Hey, you're from Dancing well, with the Stars." Yeah, I mean, it's it's a popular show in in Italy as as in the United States and everywhere in the world. So I got to spend three months in uh, in Rome and uh, worked. Worked out the hardest I ever done because I never worked so hard in my life. So what was the experience like? How much of it was for real? How did you finish? Oh, it is for real. <laughs> who are you? Who were you with dancing with, anyways? Uh, my teach was a, a Russian, like uh, a famous dancer. Yeah, professional Latin dancer. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you guys end up doing? Uh, we made it to the semifinals. Yeah. It so was, it was pretty good. So out of how many teams? Ten. You start ten couples. So the first two, three episodes, two, two episodes, everybody stays in. And then they start eliminating one at a time. Do you still dance or anything like that? No, but I would love to because it was, it was actually really, really fun. Like I never had so much fun in my life than those three months. How different is it? Because you train very hard and you're very serious about your slalom ski training, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, but I'm sure that was a big deal. Like what, what was the incentive to win? money or no 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 you don't win money if you win you know i think my whole life it's been it's been being a competitor and give my 100 percent every time and you know if if uh i knew that if i was if i was putting 100 percent of myself then i would have done okay and uh, you know i i didn't win i didn't make the finals but still i made it pretty far and I had the greatest time of my life, and yes, people did stop me on on, on the streets. And, Do they still know you up there? Sometimes they, yeah. Sometimes people say, "Hey, you're the guy from Dancing with the Stars." Um, but I remember, like, because I had to park my apartment that I had at the time was in the center of Rome, and I had to park the car about uh, ten minutes walking. And every day that I was walking through this very popular places, like I remember people stopping, or I could hear my name being called yeah, like they'd be talking about you yeah, you're yeah he's by. like hey thomas or whatever yeah so it was fun it was fun um i remember one time we went to the club it was like a latin club like a latin disco place and there was like so many people in line outside and they just saw us right they just saw me and other people and like because you're tall and probably pretty easy like hey come here and i'm like oh i'm in trouble already and they actually they just made me go in from the back they gave us like a private table with bottles all for free I didn't ask anything so do you go in and like do like a dance demo too (laughs) no but it was just fun because it's like people were there taking pictures and there was photographers and oh it's just a different world but you I don't know if I would like it too much because every step you take you're like under control you know sure yeah Uh, what about what about any like other projects uh like water ski wise any like i know a lot of wakeboarders do edits and video edits in it and stuff like that do you have anything like that that you're working on or think uh, about doing? i have a photo shoot tomorrow <laughs> no but um no i would love to have more you know a little bit more videos and photos taken because it's always fun to shoot and get, maybe try with some more people outside our industry that maybe have different ideas of how to take photos and videos and editing so that would be kind of good, but now for now, I'm we have like, you know, pro tours and world championships and Europeans. So for another month, and so we're, we're pretty busy. You're focused on contests yeah, right now. Yeah, it is the time of the year. Your social media, dude, it's your Instagram is insane. You and I started Instagram. On you the told same me day. to get on Instagram. I know we. Did. I was like, what is Instagram? Well, I think 
Yeah, I mean, it, I think back then it was not even popular yet. Yeah, nobody had. It was it. just it was just starting to grow. But your social engagement is w- much bigger well, and better than me. Like I remember, we used to we used to like every photo to, yeah. every single day, every water ski photo, <laughs> every wakeboard photo, and I think um, you know with Lotto Sport and and then my the agency that take care of my image in Italy, they helped me you know get me more. Uh, recognized in, in Europe and uh, Dancing with the Stars that was you know a few years ago and then that's when Instagram started actually booming but you're you're running your Instagram account you're you're running your Instagram account some parts yes yeah, some parts does my, my agent yeah. oh really but just a little yeah. yeah I mean but I mean a lot of the messages are coming from you I mean I see that you like talk to people sometimes and, oh yeah 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 know. yeah yeah if they write me like a lot of people ask me questions about water skiing they send me videos and they want me to give them advices and how to set a ski and this and that um, but yeah no it's I, I answered that I mean we've been chatting for a while and the crickets are coming out so yeah they are <laughs> and obviously uh, I, I mean I'm so glad that you and I got to sit here this is like the lost episode we recorded once and we did we did a few years ago when i won the masters yes and uh i had inferior equipment and the audio was basically ruined mm-hmm. i have the audio are you recording now daniel yeah i'm like i keep looking to make sure okay great <laughs> but i'm glad that i can't believe it took us 70 episodes to link up better late than never no doubt no yes. doubt but uh, you know you you been you're the guy who got me back on the water back in 2012. You know, so I obviously appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate you, Dan. time. Thank you. But um, all right, so we talked about the social media. So if you wouldn't mind, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, drop it. Let everybody know where they can find you. Okay, so my personal is hashtag no hashtag sorry at whatever. This you're, you're, you you're, say your English is much better than my Italian and most of our Italian, so we'll let it slide. So this underscore yep is underscore T gas. So this is T gas all underscore. Uh, that's my personal. And but you then, can just look up Thomas De Gasperi. Also. Yeah, just put my name. Thomas De Gasperi will come out. Do you have any fake? Are there any fake Thomas De Gasperi's out there? I have no idea. I don't okay. think so. I'm not so, that famous. So this is T. This underscore is underscore T gas. Yeah, that's it. And then the club is just Tiga Ski Club. Here. Cool. Yeah. And the yeah. other one is in Italian. I don't know if I can spell just it. Just say it. Shinautico Trento. It's like water ski Trento. So, and, and yeah, and, and so that's at? At Shinautico Trento, yes. Yes, I'm not even going to try it. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you want to throw some love, sponsors, family, anybody who might be listening? Uh, well, I definitely thanks my sponsors because they always help me out. Um, Malibu Boats, uh, Lotto Sport, Tommy, see you in Florida. They, they're very great with me. Um, good skis. And uh, also w- one of my recent is, actually I should have talked about that, the dialysis uh, We can talk about it. We should have some time. Yeah, well, it's what a program it? that I got involved about a year ago and I invested some money and then they decided to make me also a... Um, use my image to represent the company sure. so they kind of sponsor me okay and uh what it is is uh, a company ran by an italian guy from actually my hometown that i never met the guy but he's uh he's a genius i'm not gonna go through very very quick uh, uh it's too long but anyways he he developed this uh portable dialysis machine that will change the world of people with kidney problems and uh, do you have kidney problems no i don't so you're just trying to help people out yeah 
so it's it's a, it's a great program um, if, if you just think that any any dialysis machine that you find around the world is 37 years old and they, all they did is just add a touch screen and change the color of the machine uh, it makes you sick and um, you know this this guy is trying to change the world is going against big corporations and is not dialysis easy. that's like changing blood right uh, dialysis is when your kidneys are failing and your blood doesn't get purified by by the kidneys so if if your kidneys don't work if you don't do dialysis in two days you're dead they filter your blood for exactly. you exactly so they, they, they take your blood out it takes seven hours the machines there just very quickly the machines they they're using now are machines that use about 100 gallons per cycle takes eight hours six to eight hours per person and it cleans up the blood to 52 percent with this machine this is a portable one as big as a carry-on luggage use one gallon cleans the blood to 92 percent and it takes three hours insane so think about all the countries that don't have water access and they have water problems like africa california uh, india and many many other places uh one gallons compares 100 gallons per cycle it's a big difference yeah man that's uh so that, i got involved in this that's and big yeah it's huge it's gonna change the world and you will hear and they're actually developing the first implantable kidney so artificial kidney will be presented in new orleans in october that's pretty cool so you're working on some stuff outside of the uh always outside always i love it brother all right man uh there it is follow thomas at this is tgas on instagram throwing those underscores and uh, <laughs> brother uh just for just for the outro how many time world champion two times two time two time world water ski champion tgas thomas degas <laughs> thanks dano <laughs> thanks brother thank you Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida is your one-stop shop for all towed water sports needs. As an industry leader for more than two decades, Performance Ski and Surf's pro staff will sweep you off your feet with loads of industry knowledge and the best customer service in the biz. Right now, you can order online from perfski.com and receive 10% off your entire purchase by using my promo code GOLDENMIKE, all capital letters. Whether you're looking for current or closeout gear, Performance Ski and Surf has it all. And right now with my promo code GoldenMike, you just can't beat the deals. Performance Ski and Surf is just minutes from the Orlando International Airport or online at perfski.com. That's P-E-R-F-S-K-I.com. GoPuck, the leader in wearable power. GoPuck is the ultimate personal power solution to charge all USB-powered devices. Designed for those with an active lifestyle, you're able to clip, strap, or mount the power wherever you need, giving you the ability to easily rapid charge your devices multiple times hands-free. Three size options are available online at gopuck.com, and you can use promo code MANO30 at checkout for 30% off. Again, that's MANO30, M-A-N-O-3-0, at gopuck.com. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. Thanks to Thomas DeGasbury. I like to ski with Thomas all the time here in Orlando. He's my neighbor. 
Uh, he's a guy who helped me get back on the water when it was a long time in between me really taking water skiing and towed water sports too serious. Uh, he mentioned his social media, guys. Make sure you follow him right there. Also, look him up, T-Gas Ski Club. If you guys come down to Florida and want to catch a water ski set with T-Gas, let me know. Let Thomas know. I'll come over. I'll shred my face off with you people. I'd love to get out there on the water, especially behind Thomas's Malibu TXI. That boat is absolutely insane. Yeah, so I'm just happy that we were finally able to make this one happen. Like I mentioned earlier, Thomas and I, we recorded a long time ago and uh, lost audio on that episode, but I was glad we made it happen, and there it was. All right, so here are some upcoming events. This weekend, Saturday, September 23rd at the Orlando Water Sports Complex, the final stop of the Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour. Uh, We have a huge weekend, the awards ceremony. They're going to be at the shop that night. We're going to be giving away thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in awards to all the awesome riders from this awesome season. From there, we go on to the 2017 WWA Wake Park World Championship. We return to Cam Sewer Water Sports Complex CWC in Camarine Sewer, Philippines, September 29th through October 1st. Then I'll be back in Orlando October 8th. Paddle Palooza at the waterfront. Same venue as Feet on Fire. And then Saturday, October 14th, I'm going to be in Mesa, Arizona for Ski Pro, a snowboard rail jam. This is an event I used to announce uh, with Step Up Productions a long time ago, and I haven't been doing it for the last few years, but they invited me back, and I'm really excited. So if uh, you are one of my listeners there in Arizona, I hope to see you mid-October. Now, if anybody listening is interested in having me announce, commentate, do voiceover work, or appear at your next event, maybe you want to advertise on the Golden Mike podcast, or just ask any question in general, email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. You can also message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. Through email or messenger is also the way to buy official Golden Mike podcast hats and stickers, a great way to help support the podcast and to continue getting the Toad Water Sports Industries only audio media outlet covering the entire spectrum of fun on the water. Please remember to find and subscribe to the Golden Mike Podcast on iTunes if you're not already doing so. Please rate and review the podcast. The Golden Mike Podcast archives are also available on SoundCloud. So please check it out and listen there as well. Follow me on Twitter at the Dano T Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike on Instagram at Dano T Mano. And be sure to like and share the Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook. Thanks again to Thomas DeGasperi. Now a few shout-outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to SeaDeck, Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Woodrow, Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, GoPuck, Malibu Boats, C4 Belts, Rockstar Energy, Lead Wake, Conley Wake, Ronix, O'Brien, Slingshot, Wakeboards, Jenna Carruth on the web, and Rich Walsh on the audio. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan of the Mano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.